Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City moms by Kansas City moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective community. Welcome back. So I don't know about you, but I feel like all these awesome things keep coming to our city, like the NFL draft, and we've got the World Cup coming up. Um, and it shouldn't be a surprise because Kansas City is awesome. So of course, awesome things are going to come here. The most recent uh, was about 10 short months ago. The owners of the Kansas City current women's soccer team co-owners Brittany Mahomes and Chris and Angie Long made one of the biggest announcements in the history of the sport. So on October 26 of 2021, they announced a privately funded soccer specific stadium at Berkeley Riverfront Park, which was set to be the first ever soccer stadium purpose built for a national women's soccer league team. Today, we are discussing this exciting project with Danny Welniak. She's VP of Communications for the Kansas City Current. Thanks for being here, you guys, and let's get started. Hi, Danny. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. It is such a blessing to be on with you, and you guys just do such a great job in the Kansas City community that uh, it was a no-brainer for me to want to be a part of this podcast. So oh thank you gosh. so much for having me on. Well, you guys are so amazing, nice. and I'm so grateful for it. <laughs> thank you. That's so nice. Okay, <laughs> so I know I'm sure you were excited about um, the upcoming stadium. Can you kind of give us an idea of what the timeline for the project is? Excited is an understatement. <laughs> Every time I go out to the stadium, I literally get goosebumps because uh-huh. there's something new or something cool that we get to show people or get to be a part of and explore. Just um, a week ago, we got to walk out on the press box level and see the entire uh, you can see the Bond Bridge and the Missouri River on one side, and then the other side, it's just this gorgeous horizon of downtown Kansas City and the location is just so perfect. Mm-hmm. So there's there's always something different. They just put on the canopy trusses, which are the big steel like beams that the canopy will lay on. So it is now finally looking like a stadium, which is so cool to say. I feel like we were talking about it just being dirt for so long. Yeah. And the minute it went vertical, things just happened so fast. So the grandstands have been installed. Um, the pitch will be excavated here in the next month or two. Uh, we're going to have our topping out ceremony. So the last steel beam will be put into place at the end of this month. And it will open for the first game of the KC Current regular season in t- 2024. So March, April of 2024 will be when that stadium is completely open and ready to go for the public. That's amazing. Gosh, that's going to be here before you know it. It's so fast. We just broke ground on it at the beginning of October in 2022. So uh, just to have that kind of turnaround and have just this incredibly impressive but intimate stadium right in our own backyard in downtown Kansas City, 
um, in, you know, a little over a year's time. It's pretty wild to watch how quickly it's happening. Totally. For sure. Um, Danny, can you talk about, you know, I know the current focuses on, you know, families coming out to the games. Um, can you talk about some of the features that maybe moms will appreciate and then just anything else you're excited about? Well, I hope they appreciate a lot of the features. Uh, the fact that it's easy to get to, um, the fact that we are so incredibly inclusive, uh, creating opportunities for not only moms, but for families, making it easy to bring, you know, your kids to matches or even, you know, concerts or any of the events that are going on in our stadium. We really want it to feel like a community um, and feel like home for the people that live here in Kansas City. So there will be a lot of assets and, and facets of it that are very family focused and family friendly and um, inclusive as well. You know, we do a lot of stuff with Variety KC. And so incorporating some of those ideas into what the stadium looks like, I think will be really powerful and really uh, helpful for a lot of families. Um, we want this to look like Kansas City. We want it to feel like Kansas City. And we want anybody who comes to a KC current match to say, this feels like home. This mm -hmm. feels like my place, my venue, my soccer stadium. That's awesome. So Danny, you said, you mentioned something about having concerts there, which that's super exciting. Um, so how else will the stadium be used? And why is why was that part of like a community aspect important in the planning? It was honestly one of the biggest parts of it and the biggest parts of planning. Everything that the ownership group does and all of the decisions that they make down to the finest of details are made with the fans, with Kansas City, with the players in mind. And so building it out the way that they have um, is so uh, specific to soccer, yes, but it's not just a great stadium for soccer. It's going to be this great venue, great stadium, period. And we're already having conversations um, about having concert venues or concerts there, about having um, NCAA or college championships or tournaments there, hopefully getting some high school there, um, doing We've even mentioned, you know, Angie Long, one of our owners, is a national champion rugby player at the <laughs> collegiate level. So getting some rugby, whether it's men's or women's rugby into the stadium, as well as some lacrosse, I think would be massive. And those are conversations that we're already having because we want that venue to be just popping all the time in downtown KC. And with everything that's going up around it, it's going to be a place that People can go and really enjoy. They can go, you know, to a concert, but enjoy everything around it after the concert. Same thing with the match. They can come down for the match, be part of like the march to the match, um, everything leading up to it, and even staying down there and enjoying it as well. So that's kind of the beauty of being the first downtown stadium and what this community can bring to it. It just, you can't just have soccer games there. You've got to have mm -hmm. way more than that because people want that and because that is so valuable to us and we want it to be a community asset as well. I love that intentionality of it that, you know, it's not just sitting empty when yes. there's not right. a match there. Yep. Even from an environmental aspect, like that's just cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right. And sustainability is at the forefront of everything that we do as well. And, you know, building up that area from what it was here in Kansas city to just absolutely taking it 360 and making it this bustling part of Kansas city that we are re re revitalizing that riverfront. 
mm-hmm. um, was really, really important to the ownership group. And it's really important to us. So we uh, we want to make sure that all of those decisions that are made, made with the people, the fans, the city, um, and even, you know, our players in mind. For sure. Um, so not only is this important to Kansas City, but it is the first stadium dedicated to professional women's sports in the world, correct? Um, yes. And so correct. can you talk about that and how cool that is and <laughs> the pride and just, I mean, that's just a great thing to say. It's a pinch me moment every time we say it because it's happening right in our own backyard. And I'll probably yeah. say that a hundred times <laughs> is that a lot of people, when you say Kansas City, don't necessarily think, okay, this is an international hub. This right. is a place that is making headlines across the globe. And we've done that with the NFL draft. We've done that with now the World Cup coming in 2026. And we're doing that for women's sports with the first purpose-built stadium for a women's professional team in the entire world. And mm-hmm. people are talking about it overseas. People are talking about it in other countries. They're talking about it nationally. And whew, I'm getting emotional talking about it, but <laughs> ah, I know. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> Got um, I have, I so it. I have a two and a half year old daughter. Okay. And, uh, the beautiful thing is that when I first took this job, uh, they just opened the training facility and they had just announced that they were going to build the stadium and she will know nothing other than women having these opportunities. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. That is. Yeah. So awesome. I, uh, I joke with my, my coworkers, she's, now at the phase where she goes to all the games, her and uh, my husband come to all the games because I'm obviously working them. Mm-hmm. And now every morning we wake up, she's got this little current soccer ball and she wants to go out and play soccer in the mornings. That's adorable. <laughs> I mean, it she is amazing. Play soccer. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah, it is amazing because I think about just, I'm sure you too, like growing up, any sporting event I went to was men. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. think I saw a girl play except like, you know, a teenager in a city softball league or something. Like it wasn't a thing. And so it is neat to, you know, we'd taken our family out and our boys. And, um, I remember the first time my son was like, well, this is professional. And I said, yes. Like, yeah. (laughs) Turns out girls can play professional sports and yeah. Um, but it it starts so many conversations and it's just amazing. Yeah. Because I mean, Kansas city too. Right. Well, like we grew up with the women's national team being like the pinnacle of women's sports Mm -hmm. and like, I grew up idolizing like Jenny Finch and Kat Osterman and, you know, softball Mm -hmm. on that world stage. And that was like what we looked forward to. And you didn't make much money off of it, but you got a lot of publicity out of it. And that was this very small group of women that you hoped that you could be like someday, or at least could idolize and say, you know what, even if I can't get to that point, because this group is so small, maybe I can, you know, still enjoy high school, or maybe I can play at the collegiate level, even if there is no professional league available to me. And now just within the past decade, how far women's sports have come with the opportunities of the WNBA, of the Olympics, Mm -hmm. of now the NWSL, of the national teams. Mm -hmm. And it is just so powerful to see We've we've come so far, but we have so much further to go. And that's what we're hoping that we're starting to accomplish and help be a part of that bigger picture here at the current in Kansas City as well. Yeah. And I think you hear like Abby Wambach on her oh yeah podcast mm-hmm. kind of getting emotional and saying the same She's, words you are yeah, of you know the same. These girls at the games won't know anything different. That's pretty cool. So Danny, kind of in closing, what I mean, we know Kansas City is amazing, but 
to others. What was unique about Kansas City that we were the ones to be chosen to be the first to have the stadium? Well, first of all, shout out to um, Chris and Angie Long and Brittany Mahomes for having the vision to bring that here. Mm -hmm. Um, This is their home. This is where they believe they can make the biggest difference and the biggest impact. And it provides an opportunity that potentially other bigger markets couldn't see or didn't want to see. And they had the foresight to say, you know what, we are going to invest in women's sports whether people think we're crazy or not. And we believe that this isn't a charity. We believe that we are going to make money off of this. We are going to take advantage of this momentum right now. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, with their brilliant minds, um, they've been able to capitalize on that here in Kansas City. And I think the biggest thing, too, is recognizing that this fan base loves sports. It is so well known for having you know, two of the loudest stadiums in the entire world in Arrowhead Stadium and Allen Fieldhouse just, you know, down the road about 40 minutes. Um, And having that group of fans who know and really um, value what sports bring to a community, they're not just a, an event. They're not just, you know, a, a to rally behind it's it's an identity here in kansas city and you know we don't have mountains to go climb in kansas city we don't have oceans to go surf um so our time is barbecue and tailgating and uh-huh. uh, going to sporting events and spending time with the people that we love and um really you know finding an identity in our community and the things that we do and so i think that's just so powerful and it creates an amazing opportunity here for the kansas city current for the ownership and um for women's sports across the world yeah that's amazing oh my gosh so if people listening are as excited as we are um <laughs> i know that you have season tickets available um what are some things people can do to get involved in all this excitement. So here's the crazy thing. We actually just announced about a week ago that we had oversold our capacity for season ticket deposits. Okay. So and scratch that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, what, a, what a great problem to have. on that, which is awesome, That's right? Like we are so excited about it and it's really cool, but that also creates um, a little bit more of a difficult opportunity for people who want to get inside of the stadium, it's only 11,500 capacity. So it's intimate and it's built that way for a reason because we want the competitive advantage and we want it to be loud and we want it to be fun and people to have FOMO and we want the, you know, food and food and beverage to be the best of the best. And so by making it intimate, you create all of those really cool opportunities. Um, But then you also have this ridiculous demand. So um, we are encouraging people. We've started a new and improved current club, a fan club. Um, So if people sign up for that and become a part of that, um, that will increase their chances of getting a, any single match tickets moving forward from 2024 and beyond. So we highly recommend that um, because so many people they really want to be season ticket holders moving forward. So that is my recommendation. Check out, uh, KansasCityCurrent.com or KCCurrentStadium.com if you guys want any more information on any of those things that I've listed above. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll have events surrounding the like unveiling and opening in the spring. 
Oh yeah, no question. Um, we're gonna have gonna have a big party about topping out. I mean, the the one thing this ownership group does is they do celebrations really well. So our groundbreaking um, was awesome. thousands. We had thousands of people invited to a groundbreaking, which yeah. is kind of unheard of. And we made that turned that into a party. And then our topping out ceremony will be a party. And then we'll have a lot more coming up um, here in the next couple of months. So it is gonna be awesome. And again, it goes back to that point of we want people to be involved. We want Kansas City to be a part of this and make history with us. It's not just about us. It's about something that's so much bigger. That's awesome. Danny, thank you so much. I will have you back in the spring, right? When you talk in the spring. I <laughs> Let's go. This interview like excited to talk about this. Now I'm like really energized. <laughs> your your um, excitement's very contagious and I think that we're lucky and the current's lucky to have you on their team. You have no idea how much that means. I am incredibly passionate. My uh, former background as a women's professional athlete um, really makes this a passion project for me. And yeah. my daughter now is, I think everybody has their chapters of life where they have different motivations. Yes. And um, right now it's definitely my daughter and creating that path for future generations to be able to make a living um, and to be really uh you know, wayfinders in the midst of uh, a previously very male dominated um, industry. So yeah. we're having a good time. Hey, you guys, we need to get out there. Like we need to also have a Casey current party and have all of you guys out there to matches as well. So you guys just let me we'll know. Be there. We will be there, Danny. Okay, great. I'm counting on it. <laughs> uh, Danny, thank you so much for your time. You are awesome. Oh, thank you as well. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, you guys do so much for the community and you're amazing. So keep it up. And thank you for the impact that you're making around this city and also um, just around the nation for people who listen. Because I know that I have family in Oklahoma who listen to you. So keep up the good work. No way. That's exciting. Cool. Yeah, there you go. There's your nugget for the day. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thanks. <laughs> All right, Danny, we'll catch up with you here soon. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. Okay, Sarah, it is summertime and it is June. And what are your current favorite thing things in Kansas City? Um, I feel like we're trying to find new places for treats. And so we are yes. loving High Hopes ice cream and it is at 55th and Truce and it's owned by a mom of two, which makes it even better. Yes. Um, but it's a walk-up window and they have fun flavors. Um, they change, but right now there's like strawberry pop and campfire s'mores and then they have dairy-free options and um you can also get their ice cream like in pints so oh just nice. a fun new one to try awesome awesome how about you okay so we are really liking the cheap movies this summer so there's three different movie summer movie clubs that we are aware of and if we ever miss something send us an email and we will add it um, but there is, so you've got AMC theaters and you have B&B and, uh, Cinemark. 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 Thank you. Cinemark's and Miriam. Um, we've got, yes. So B&B, we're all over the place. Okay. So AMC is going to have their $3 on Wednesdays and $5 on Saturdays. And we're going to include a link to our, uh, cheap movie guide, um, and then I like Cinemark cause they're only a dollar 50 you guys. And then it's like a dollar off like the kid's snack tray or something. Um, Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like they're usually in the mornings. Uh, B and B's is 10 AM and 1230 PM. And then they have a sensory friendly showtime mm -hmm. at 10 15, which is cool. 
And they're usually movies that have come out in the last yes. couple years. Not Nothing like new. new. Yeah. Nothing, no new ones, but it's, you know, things are always more fun on a big screen. So um, that's a great idea of something to do, especially if it's 5,000 degrees outside. And or, I think it's a good option of like we struggle to do the outdoor movies just because they start so late in the yes. summer. Yes. So this is another option for fun movies, but not starting it after bedtime. Exactly. Exactly. So anyways, that's it. All right, friends. We um, hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did and are excited about the upcoming current stadium. And we will catch you here next time. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. We would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms, as well as rate and review, as this helps others find us. We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcncpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.